Welcome to another episode of Airbnb with D. This episode is all about how I made $5,000 in one month co-hosting, not counting any of my own properties, just simply co-hosting for other people's properties. And the episode is going to tell you how I do it. So stay tuned. So of course, around tax time, you look at your numbers, you look at what you're making and you're like, wow, I made this much doing this. So this is a situation that happened to me and I realized it was the perfect opportunity to share this with you because there are some people that are maybe not ready to make the commitment into getting their own property, not even purchasing, sometimes even rental arbitrage and leasing. Maybe you're not quite at that step. You'd like to gain the experience. Maybe you're even not even having the time or the resources to get your own property, but you definitely know that you could play a part now and be making money helping people out by managing their properties for them. So let's quickly talk about the difference between a co-host and a property manager, because those are two very different things. And I've made the grave mistake of playing property manager for those that I've even only had co-hosting agreements with. So the reason why that's important is because co-hosting is specific to Airbnb. That is... um, you know, a host that is going to co-host with you. (laughs) So basically your helper when it comes to the Airbnb platform. So responding to guest messages, making sure guests start checked in, making sure the Airbnb itself is able to host people, Um, you know, making sure things are restocked. These are things that should be in the agreement. Where a property manager may differ is, let's say that there is an issue, a pipe bursts in the Airbnb and you are the co-host. As a co-host, you facilitate the cancellation of the guest or the rescheduling of the guest, however that will work for you, and um, definitely communicate with the host, the one who rents the property or owns the property, of exactly what's going on. And even to take it a step further, recommending some professionals from Thumbtack to help get them started and boosted. But that's it. Unless your agreement is stating that they want you to do more, if they're wanting you to do more, let's Remember, we're going to make sure you're getting paid for more. This is my pre-warning, my preface to the conversation about how I made 5000 because there are some things that, of course, I looked back and I could have made more from co-hosting in this one particular month, even though that's a great amount of money. There are still some things that we can do better in business to make ourselves better in business. And I want to share those things with you today. So again, co-hosting, property management, almost together, but not quite. Property management is going to take it a step further. And if you are somewhere local, like the situations I'm going to go ahead and name for you today are local situations. We all know that I travel between Atlanta, Colorado, California. It really just depends on uh, what property needs me at the time, but I spend most of my time in Atlanta. So Atlanta is a hot place people often think about investing in. People often think about putting their Airbnbs in. If you listen to my podcast, you know that I tell you, you couldn't pay me to launch an Airbnb in a saturated market because everything that you do to launch the Airbnb in that market, you can do in a non-saturated market and get more money, 
get your return on investment a lot quicker, and be able to hire the help that you need to manage that from afar. No one wants to have to babysit their business. We all want to be able to develop our business in a way and have the proper systems in place that it takes its own course and kind of runs itself. No business runs itself, really. Um, And you'll see that as you grow in your business, no matter even what stage you are, maybe you're somewhere that's further along, you know for a fact, business never really runs itself. You always have to have some proper channels in and you have to make sure um, that even the people that you have in those departments, whatever departments that may be, they're still a proper fit. Companies grow and the employees need to be able to grow with it. Same as you and I. Maybe I was able to be my own cleaner in the studio apartment that I got to list on Airbnb. But when it comes to the four bedroom, when it comes to the luxury properties, I need professionals because there are things that I'm not paying attention to, I can't get, I'm not thinking about that that guest is going to expect. So that's why having the proper team is always important. So some properties may even need a property manager and a co-host. And I'll tell you properties like that cabin properties if you can think if you've ever traveled to one yourself i usually go to tennessee we have a great time but those are huge properties not only does it have to be someone local especially in the winter when it comes to storms and cars getting stuck someone local boots on the ground but then there also needs to be someone to schedule maintenance hot tub maintenance you guys remember that story of um the airbnb guests that traveled to a cabin got in the hot tub. Unfortunately, one of the guests had a cut on their foot and there was like some type of deadly bacteria in that hot tub because it hadn't been properly serviced. And unfortunately, the guests passed away from the infection that they got from being in that hot tub. It was just so unfortunate. And you sit and you think to yourself, um, you have to be a good steward over the things that you have. I was gonna get very biblical when you think about um, the more that God gives you, the things that you have to do over it, but just period. The bigger you go, the bigger your team needs to be. So co-hosting, let's go back to this because again, there is more than one way to skin a cat. We've all heard that. There is more than one way to make $5,000. Do you know there are some people that have launched their Airbnb as their own person, as their own host, And they are hoping and praying that they can at least break even at $5,000 a month, even with two, three, four bedroom properties. Maybe they've put so much in. So this is my personal story on it, okay? The first way that you can make a lot of money co-hosting is the referral credits and the referral money that Airbnb gives you when you refer a host. One of the first questions people ask is, okay, if I'm gonna be a co-host, Should the listing go under my name or should it go under the property owners or the, you know, host's name? And I say both. Do a duplicate. Whoever's listening to this, whether you are the actual host looking for a co-host or you are the co-host looking for a host, you guys, somebody needs to make sure they are emailing because you can go on your Airbnb profile. Once you create your Airbnb profile, you can go into your settings and then go to refer, refer a host. You'll click on that and Airbnb will let you know how much your profile qualifies for, for referring a new host. Super hosts qualify for more 
ambassadors qualify for even more. So it's a lot of money. It's anywhere between $260 to $580 and more. There are rewards. There are things that you can get. So trust me, gift cards that you can even get. Okay, so it pays to refer someone. But here's where the duplicate listing takes place. There have been times where, because Airbnb makes it very easy for you to list your listing and become a host. But it does not make it easy for you to go and fine tune your listing to put things like surveillance camera outside, right? So let's say you're someone that has a rain camera and you put it outside your door like everyone else and you put it in the backyard and you list your property. And this has happened to so many people. If you're a part any a part of any Airbnb group, you may even see people saying, hey, my listing randomly got shut down by safety and trust. What is going on? I need help get my account back activated. I have no, no clue what's going on. And the first thing we always ask is, well, do you have cameras? And they're like, sure, I have them outside, not inside. And then the next question is, do you have it listed in your listing that you have cameras outdoors that record not only video, but audio? And they'll say, I mean, I, I don't think I have anything separate for that. And it's ding, ding, ding. By the way, if you are in the Airbnb with the Facebook group, there is a full tutorial screenshot on how to make sure that once you have listed your property, you go back in and put that you have cameras, um, video surveillance there because your account can get shut down for something that simple. We think of it as simple, but I'll tell you what it's like. It's like when you call a place, if you do not hear this call may be recorded for audio, like like whatever it says, right? If you don't actually hear that and you find out that call is recorded, you can either sue or whatever you want from that because you would never disclose that information and you never gave your consent. Consent would mean you are continuing to stay on the call. Same with Airbnb. There are some people that just absolutely do not consent to any type of video recording anything. And there are also some properties, guys, that don't have cameras on the outside. Like there are some properties whose ring camera has died. Um, maybe they haven't gotten it installed yet. So not everyone has everything so high tech. So there are properties for different people. I just want you to keep that in mind. So that's one of the quickest ways to get your account shut down. I mean, and literally sometimes it could even take a week before Airbnb can come back and reinstate it. And sometimes they don't reinstate it at all. It just depends on whatever is going on with customer service, because I know you guys have heard about Airbnb's customer service, right? So I want you to always have a duplicate listing. It will really benefit you to have a listing under the co-host and under the host. Specifically because when you invite a co-host onto a listing, you're inviting them on, right? But as soon as that co-host is no longer with you, if you're no longer with that person anymore, once you get removed from the listing, you get removed from the listing. You no longer see the reviews, the messages, anything. It's like you have a ghost account, like you've never hosted a day in your life. Your profile won't even read, this person was a co-host and gained 32 reviews during the time, it won't say any, any of that, it'll just disappear. So this is why you'll have a duplicate listing. 
under each profile. You can even block out the dates on some um, and connect it with another calendar if you want, like your verbal calendar. It's up to you. But these are just some ideas for you. So let's talk about how I made 5000 Referral fees was a big one for me with each person I refer that was money coming in, but specifically for the three hosts that I referred, it was $580 per new host. And you get that payout after the host hosts their first visit. So if you refer someone to host on Airbnb, you'll have to enter their email. They'll have to sign up using the referral um, that was sent to them. Once they host their first guest, that's when your payout is scheduled to be on the way. If there's a gift card available for you, um, you know, there's gonna be a separate process for it, but trust me, it's very quick and very lucrative. Now let's talk about my split. I'm typically comfortable with an 80-20% split because I know what I bring. When you think about co-hosting, even though I say it pertains to Airbnb, I really should have said it pertains to getting the property booked out. Because if Airbnb at any point is slow or oversaturated, the property should be listed on Verbo because we know that listed to, ex to Expedia, right? The property should be listed on Peerspace. It should be listed on Gigster. It should be listed on every single platform to get it booked so that you can get paid a percentage of each booking. So for just three properties for me, two of which were four bedroom, so those are larger. One of which was a one bedroom, one bath, but it was a sky rise property in Buckhead. So of course we know that's gonna get you more money, but I'm just gonna break down the numbers for you to give you an idea. The four bedroom properties could bring in anywhere between eight to $10,000 um, in a good month. So I'll just take one month, for example, and then I'll just round it up to 10,000. So I have two four bedroom properties that are bringing in 10,000, that's 20,000. But remember, I'm only getting a 20% split from that. Now that's not all at once. That's coming in monthly. So I want to put it even more in perspective for you. If I got an $850 booking, 20% of that is only $170. So that amount that I would get or the 20,000 that the unit would make in bookings is not something that would just come through at once. That's something that comes through per booking. If the booking was $250, 20% of that is only gonna be $50 for me. So <laughs> it's not all at once that you get that money. And that is some of what I hear the issue may be. When it comes to traditional hosting, you get a full deposit in your account. And that is the benefit of hosting. 24 hours later, you're getting that full amount. Um, and then you, of course, you have to pay whatever you have to pay for that. But when you're co-hosting, you're only getting a percentage of each booking. And unfortunately, some have even had the experience as well as myself, where if there's a slower month and you don't have that many bookings, you're getting 20% of nothing. It's not like um, a normal nine to five job where you come in Monday through Friday and you're guaranteed a paycheck no matter if the work is slow. No, if we don't get bookings as a co-host, we do not get paid. 
So our job again is to make sure that the, the listing, the property is on every platform and bringing in revenue so that we can have these type of months that can actually make you not have to host on your own. So for me, the four bedroom properties, the two, let's just say 20,000, even though it's a range of eight to 10,000 for this particular month, it was a summer month, it was a very, very good month. So this worked out perfectly. So $4,000, would be 20% of what was brought in from that. That's awesome. But then we still have the Buckhead property as well, which is a sky rise. So you, even though it was a smaller property, you could still charge more for it because of what you can give guests. And that's an important thing for us to remember too. This, the location matters above everything, right? And then two, the amenity. Location is an amenity, but sky rise is an amenity. Do you have a balcony? Who cares if it's small? Is it overlooking the city? Did you decorate it nice? These things matter because they all affect your pricing. So in this case, 20% of what I would be getting even per month there would be 1,200. So we're already at 5,200. Keeping in mind again, that it doesn't all come at once. And I, I'm sorry to say it like that. I'm just saying it because I don't like to mislead people and um, make people think that everything is so easy. It's not because during those times, there were even times where I have to figure out how am I gonna be at two places at once? How am I going to be able to go to this property at this time and go to this other property, this emergency comes up. That was stressing me out the most. And again, I told you I overplayed my role as a property manager in situations where I only had a 20% profit co-host agreement with. And I think maybe even because when you're in an industry like Airbnb and short-term rental, it's still new. We're making it our own. We're doing what works for us. It's such an amazing thing to be able to do that. And we're still seeing what does actually work for us and what doesn't. So in this case, it's really easy to make a lot of money co-hosting. Obviously, the more properties you have, the more money you make. Alternatively, if you have one luxury property, that could also suffice for the multiple properties. It really depends on how you have a breakdown in your layout. Even if you yourself have a smaller property and you decide to help co-host on the larger properties, that's perfectly fine too because you're still getting the practical experience. You have to remember that there are some people that invested in the state that you live in or the state that your business is in that can't be there themselves. So your number one job would be making yourself an authority in that space. Whatever city you are in, um, whatever area you're in, make sure other hosts know you. Even if not like you're going to meet them in person, even if you're in different Facebook groups um, for Airbnbs in the area, make sure you're not just going on people's listing and saying, hey, I can help be a co-host. Have something to show for it have um, your website together, and more importantly, have a pitch. Why should this person, why would they need your help? And more often than not, it comes from people you know. Every single person that I've used as an example today was people that I know by working with them. 
I told them they should not invest in Atlanta. They should go to other states um, because there was just more money there. But they wanted to do something they were more comfortable with, which is totally understandable. So we went ahead and went with Atlanta. I was there every single step of the way. The thing I love about the way that we do this rental arbitrage means that leases come to an end at some point. So this is where you get to walk away scot-free without having any of the hassle hanging over your head, feeling like you've lost your life savings, or even feeling like your business has to stop. Because you can either choose to renew your lease or you can stop at that property and then excel to the next property. So in this situation, gratefully, two of the properties went out of state. One went to Arizona, another went to California, which are highly profitable states right now. So I'm able to help co-host there, but it's at a smaller percentage at only 10% because I'm not boots on the ground like I was in Atlanta. So I'm still excited to be able to see them make more money because that's what it's about. We're not starting these businesses for no reason. Many of us are starting these businesses as a way out, to provide for our families, to afford the things that we've wanted and desired, and to afford the things that our children need, to afford the things that you need. Even those of you that are putting yourself through school and getting your money together for your down payment for your home, those of you that are scaling your business and getting the capital together to show the bank so that you can qualify for the loan. This is a still an, op- an amazing opportunity for you as a co-host to be able to add this to your portfolio and then maybe even um, develop other co-hosts in your area. You never know. So I know this was a long one, but this was just my little story about how $5,000 fell in my lap by being a co-host. Those referrals will get you super paid. So make it your mission. Anyone that has not hosted Airbnb yet, I think it's safe to say in 2023, maybe by 2026, maybe they will have at least hosted their first Airbnb guest. And guess what? You'll still get that money even years later. Um, So (laughs) make sure that you are referring your people. And as always, if you are not a member of the Airbnb with D Facebook group, join that by clicking the link that is in this episode's description. I will talk to you all in the next episode. Join me Saturdays and Sundays at 7 a.m. on Clubhouse. This is the perfect opportunity to ask any questions that you have about any properties, any corporate lease agreements, or even any guests. Anything that you have to ask, this is the perfect time for us to talk about it. The link for the room will always be on the Airbnb with D Instagram page. Once you click the link that will be in the story, you'll always be able to get over to that room and turn your mic on and ask any questions that you desire. It is my pleasure to assist. I can't wait to talk to you in the morning, bright and early. They say the early bird gets the worm, so we'll see.